Hi, welcome. I'm Joe Posnanski, and here with Molly Knight, we're talking baseball again. It's been a little while uh, since we've had a chance to talk baseball, but Molly, couldn't it be a better time to come back? We're smack dab in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, we're like, what, 50 minutes away from uh, the Yankees and guards. I call them the guards now. I like um, that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the guards. Um, the Yankees and guards playing a, a, a made-up game two, which was washed out. <laughs> By rain yesterday. Yes. Uh, my brain is already broken by the weird off days during this divisional series. Like it's been they really have- weird. Like the National League has made some sense, right? Because they yeah. had the, they played twice and then they took the day off while they traveled, and then yeah. and then they played two more, and then there will not be a travel day for game five. So <laughs> if there is if there is a game five. That's that's also breaking my brain because why I mean, I guess it's just we're we're dealing with the ramifications of that dumb lockout right now. Like yes. it's the gift that keeps on it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Yes, yes. So but but then what I don't understand, well, I do understand it because I think for for basically TV. television purposes, yeah. you want to have an American League day and a National League day sure. or whatever, but to have them play one game and then have them like take a day off and then they have them play game two and then take another day off. It just doesn't, I don't get it. Like it doesn't, they, I don't yeah, get it. And they, and they burn the day that, that, that could have been where a game could have been played in New York. That's right. Where it wasn't playing. Yes. So I mean, obviously hindsight is, is 2020, but now we've got a really weird situation in, in, in that series where they're going to have to play four games in four days. Yeah, it's Tuesday. it's very weird, um, but okay. You know, look. I mean, this is it's not like these guys aren't aren't used to that. And uh, uh, so, but but you were saying something right before we came on that yeah. I think is is right, which is it feels like maybe it's maybe this whole thing was like a stroke of genius or something by baseball, but it does feel like these games this year have been I don't know more. I wouldn't say exciting, just more tense, more, I, you know, and a big part of it is that nobody can hit, right? Like a big part of it is that pitchers <laughs> yeah. have been so dominant, but like the games feel there, there is like a monumental feel to baseball this year. Yeah. We're moving closer to, it feels like, and some of us were, were nervous. I know you were, um, I was about adding more playoff teams um, and diluting the product. But I think they kind of caught lightning in a bottle this yeah, year because they, they were able to add teams that feature guys I want to watch, like yes. Leo Rodriguez and Bryce Harper. Um, like these are the most exciting players in baseball. I mean, forget yes, good of course, but exciting, right? Like this oh, is what yeah. wants. I mean, wow. everybody's in there. I'm thinking like I was talking yesterday about how all the most exciting players are on the um, West coast now. And who would I trade for from the East coast? And for me, it's, I mean, I just love Bryce Harper. I just sure. love watching that guy play. I mean, yes. he, just, he needs to learn how to tone it down a little bit. So that he's not always <laughs> so injured, but I freaking, how can you be mad at someone for, for playing with his hair on fire all the time? Right. Right. I, I, first of all, I agree with you. It's not just uh, have we had exciting players, but, cool new teams and new stories right like getting the phillies in after all these years getting the mariners in is super cool this Mm -hmm. cleveland team is a is a super fun story uh so we've had like it's not just uh it's cardinals and dodgers and yankees and houston it's all the same and it's not been that it's been all of these teams uh that that are you know have a, a a cool new feel 
Uh, again, I think a big part of it has been pitching has been so, so good and, and starting pitching for the most part has been so good that, um, so that's brought a real tension into the game. The games are close late, uh, which has been really fun. It's interesting. You say that about the, about the East coast versus the West coast, um, watching Bryce Harper in game one and game two of this series was, is so cool because he hit that home run in the wild card round. Right. And it's like, it's like he remembered who he was, right? Like he'd been, he'd been injured and beat up for the last three months and he'd hitting with no power. And, and you, you watch him hit, he was a little bit helpless up there. And now it's not just the fact that he hit the home run. It's like, he's swinging like mad, right. You know I mean? Like everything feels like even, even foul balls by him now feel exciting. Like there's like, there's, there's a real energy behind it. I guess it's him. It's Aaron judge. It's, it's a couple of the Boston guys, Um, you know, Atlanta, of course, as, as a super uh, group of fun players, but right. Who's, who's going to match up with, Everybody on the Dodgers with Trout, with uh, Shohei, obviously, with Julio in Seattle, um, and then Machado all the San Diego's, right? Machado and Tatis when he comes back. I yeah, want, you're, you're right. It's all it's all sort of centered in one spot now. I want to see, like, Luis Castillo, who has been freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, for me, seeing Castillo against Jordan Oliver, like, that was, like, that is why October baseball beats every other sport. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just unreal. And I want to see a dude like Bryce Harper who can hit a five, a ball 500 feet right. off, off of the best. Right. Yes. Like, that's yes. what I want to see in October. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to see it's, it's tough because Spencer Strider, who they, the Braves just announced is going to start for them today. Um, he hasn't, uh, you know, he hasn't pitched, right. He hasn't pitched. We don't know what he's going to come back, but, but you can assume if he's healthy enough, it's still 101 and, you know, mile an hour fastball and, and the, you know, the energy. And I mean, he's, he's that. by the way, let's talk about that Atlanta team. Let's talk about it. Because not only is that team loaded and incredibly great. They've locked up everybody on that whole team. We know who's going to be on that team in 2026. (laughs) You can't say that about anyone else. It's crazy. It's like the Atlanta Braves already can sell season tickets for that year. (laughs) The guys on their faces on the thing, you know, we're like, I mean, how can you not love it? Right. If you're an Atlanta fan, you have to absolutely love that. They, you know, you make four good starts in Atlanta. They lock you up for eight years. You know I mean? It just, it's, it's, they're just, they're like, Hey, you're young, you're exciting. You're talented. We want you here forever, which I love. Why aren't other teams doing this? Well, I got to say too, I also appreciate Spencer Strider getting that bag before he goes out there injured to make a playoff start. Right. Because I mean, I'm, I'm a little worry wart, you know, and, and I know that, that when some of these guys get these oblique injuries or whatever, they're at, they're at, they're at an increased risk for hurting their arms or something going wrong. Right. Get paid young man, take, take that money, (laughs) you know, and then, and then go out there. Not that it was going to take him, you know, what, what, I mean, you know, tens of millions of dollars to want to start in October. Right. Right. But it just, it's like, this is the right, this is, this is the correct order of events right like well it's just it's, that- yeah i mean you you look at at uh 
um, you know, what happened with in New York with the uh, with the uh, you know the Dark Knight, right? Like you know oh, here, yeah. right? I mean, here's a guy that he comes back from an injury, uh, basically gets bullied into the playoffs. Pitch right. is great in the playoffs, you know, gets doesn't get pulled when he should, gives right. up, you know, a couple of walks, and then is never the same again. I mean, you know, essentially gets hurt the next year and is never the same again. And and he didn't get paid. He didn't he didn't get his payday. And I, you know, I realize there there are issues there, but but you know, at, at the end of the day, what Atlanta has done is they've said you if you give us, you know, whatever what will seem like a discount down the road. If you end up being good, we want you forever. And they've done that with him. They've done that with, with Austin Riley. They've done that with Michael Harris. Obviously they did that with Acuna. They got an unbelievable deal with Albies. I mean, this team is Matt Olson. They're just locked up. This whole team is locked up. I mean, it's weird too, because last, last postseason with the Dodgers, they had so many starting pitching problems. Kershaw got hurt last weekend of the, of the season. Max Scherzer had a dead arm and couldn't take the ball in game six of the NLCS. So Walker Bueller started on short rest for the first time of his career. Yeah, He has not been the same. He was not the same to start this season. Now, I'm not saying that's the reason. No, right? no, of course not. But, of course, but, but, it, but that's he, what now happens. He, now he's having his second Tommy John surgery. He's a tremendous competitor and athlete. I'm not saying he, you know, he can't come back and re- return to the top of the sport, but Spencer Strider has only pitched what a hundred career innings or something. Yeah. He's already got, he's already got that money, way more money guaranteed than Walker Bueller does. Walker Bueller, who has, you know, <laughs> already shown he can like throw gems in the world series for the Dodgers. So it's, 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 really, it's hard to watch. I mean, it really is. I mean, Walker Bueller is, you know, he's still what? three he's 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 not even he's next year is his first arb year i mean he's three years away from free agency he's you know he's he's twice been a legitimate cy young candidate he's been pitching for them it seems like forever and he's terrific and he's been terrific when he's pitched and yeah i mean he's 28 years old coming off of his second tommy john i mean it's scary it's scary I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to know what to, I mean, it, it is what it is. He'll, he'll, I think he'll be okay. It's just, we take this for granted. And I wrote about this the other day. We take it for granted when guys get Tommy John's, it's, it's fairly common that they're going to be, they're going to come back and just be the same pitcher. But, but, um, but, but we why don't do know. we take, why that's right. we don't know. We don't know. It's, it is a, it is a, a life altering surgery. It is. And yes, especially if you're really young, uh, you you're you're going to come back because you're going to work super hard at it and it's going to take a tremendous amount and he knows what it takes right um but th- there's there's absolutely no guarantees in this in this world and and you know that's a perfect example of a guy who if he comes back and is like good but not great he'll never get his payday you know what right. I mean? He'll never get the payday that that, yeah. that that he's earned already. I mean, he's already been worth so much to the Dodgers sure. over the years. But but it but getting back to the to the well, that's to Atlanta. the flip side of like some some fans I see or get like salty online that the Braves are getting all these amazing players at discounted rates, but you gotta which they are they are, but you gotta understand the flip side, which absolutely is you I mean, you take that money, Spencer Strider. I mean at the Albies deal. 
it's a whole nother day. We, the Albies deal is the Albies deal is malpractice. I but mean that, you, that that's not a uh, that's, that's not a, the agents agents should have been disbarred for for right. for taking that deal. But but well, the other deals, it. yeah, no, I look, take I the money take the guaranteed freaking well, or or don't, but but be given the option to do yes. it. You know what I mean? Like if if you feel really strongly about yourself that like no, I'm not taking the money. I know I can make a lot more. Um, Unfortunately, this is the system. You have to bet on yourself in order to 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 do these kinds of things. And, and look, nobody's going to feel bad, nor should they, for Michael Harris or Spencer Strider or any of those guys if they end up becoming, you know, perennial all stars and end up being underpaid because they're still making millions and millions and millions of dollars. So nobody's going to feel bad for them. Um, this is what Atlanta does, and I think the players like it. I, I you know, it. it's not necessarily the case nobody else is doing it not at this level so uh you know so I, other teams might not want that but these guys want to be in atlanta they they like this team they like the vibe they like the guaranteed money and it's their lives of course they should do what they what they feel most comfortable doing i i like it i mean a lot of a lot of these guys you know don't i i don't i, I haven't heard stories of spencer strider i don't know but I, he, I don't know that he grew up rich um i don't know that that michael harris grew up rich right i mean you you could get hurt tomorrow take the take the freaking money i mean in my in my opinion yeah now, when you're when you're away from free agency like aaron judge i get why he did what he did right that's different but when you're like seven years away, like freaking, I mean, for me, anyway, I, I absolutely. Think well, I mean, it, this is these are the choices you have to make when you know for a fact that for the next five years, your right. your salary is going to be limited. It just right. is, you know, and for the next two years to three years, um, they could pay you the minimum if they want. I mean, that's that's you know, that's the way the, the game is. I don't like the system. The system stinks yeah. to me. I, I wish the system was a lot different than it is. But this is the system. I, I'm just saying, everybody in Atlanta seems super happy with it. The people who are complaining for those players, and I've complained. I've said like, hey, you know, well, some of these guys might regret this later. But, but, I'm not a single word of complaint from the players. The players are really happy with this deal. The Atlanta is really happy with this deal. It seems like a, it seems like a win-win all the way around. No, for sure, absolutely. And that team is is great. That team is great. I Philadelphia. As we are as we are talking, it is the series is tied at one uh, with Philadelphia. Uh, but you know, I, I look and I like that Philadelphia team so much. That Atlanta team is better, though, right? There, I mean, for to me and Dodger fans are you know not going to be happy with me. But I kind of I kind of had the vibe that Atlanta was going to go back to back this year. Oh wow! Um, just because. I don't know. They, 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 I just, I like that team so much. Yeah. I really do. And, and me, and you know, and the Dodgers are really good and the Astros are unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Yankees, I don't know. I'm a little on them, but um, yeah, I, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Obviously they're not going to go back to back if they lose uh, in the division round to the Phillies. So. <laughs> right. Well, but here's what I saw, what I see in Atlanta. And then we'll, then let's talk a little bit about the Padres Dodgers series. What I'm seeing in Atlanta is during the first round, it was so much fun, right? And you had Cleveland and Tampa, which was really fun. And, and you had Seattle beating Toronto, which was which was a really fun series. Obviously, the Mets-Padres series went, you know, three. It wasn't fun, I don't think, for Mets fans, particularly at the end. 
but you know, there was a lot of fun in that series as well. Um, and, and then the Cardinals, uh, really just getting pounded by the Phillies was a very interesting, uh, turn. And, you know, those, those middle of the lineup guys for the Cardinals just didn't, they just weren't there. Um, but here's what I saw watching all of those teams, everyone, including the Cardinals, who I thought were the best team coming in. There were big holes in the lineups. There were yeah. like, right. Like you would be like, okay, well, if, once the lineup turns over and you get to the middle of that lineup, it's good. But then you go seven and nine. It's not good. The, the Padres actually had uh, a lot of success with the bottom of their lineup in that series, but it was still, it's because Trent Grisham had the series of his life and, <laughs> and uh, Aaron uh, Austin Nola, you know, had a bunch of hits or whatever, but that's not something you can count on. No, then you Trent watch the- had the lowest batting average, I think <laughs> of any player with, with enough bats to qualify. Yeah, that's right. The and, the, and the lowest on base. I mean, it was just, he had a abysmal yeah. year. This is why October he, is awful slash incredible. You know? so, well, and it was, it was so great watching him. He played so great. But then you go and suddenly you watch Atlanta, and this is, of course, also true of the Dodgers, but you watch Atlanta and you're like, wow, every person in this lineup scares you. Every, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's one to nine, and essentially one to nine, where you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe Azuna's not as good as some of the other guys, or, or maybe, you know, Dansby Swanson, maybe you can pitch to him. But other than that, it's like you look at that lineup and you're you're going – well, every one of these guys can hurt you every single one. And that's the difference to me yeah. between like the Astros Dodgers and, and Atlanta, those three teams, even the Yankees don't have this no. where all everybody throughout the lineup, there's, there's no inning off. And that's why I think it's really tough to beat any of these teams over nine innings. Cause I think eventually, like even the Padres victory over the Dodgers the other day, like took the Dodgers going into an absolute shell with runners in scoring position. I mean, right. I mean, it was absurd. Every inning they had a chance to score. It felt like, yeah. and I think that's the difference with these really good teams. Yeah, that's right. And and like with the Cardinals, it was clear that they were just built on the premise that Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt would not go over the series. Right. Um, and there's, and, and there was no way for them to overcome that. Like if the Dodgers, if if Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner went oh for the series, that would be bad. But they also have Mookie freaking Betts, yes, lead yes, off, yes. And they have Will Smith, who was uh, you know the, the had the second best OPS for catchers, I believe, behind Jay, behind Real Muto or something like that. I mean, yes. they he's really freaking good. And they have Max Muncie, who by the way is fixed um, and back. He, to he, he like, looks good again. He looks yeah, good again. And back yeah. to look like the hitter he was. And they have all these guys, you know, who have, with the exception of Trace Thompson, who have just a ton of October experience. And that's not, and I know we talk about, oh gosh, I'm not saying it's the will to win or whatever, because they all really want to win. Everybody sure. really wants to win. I'm just saying it's like, you cannot, all of us know when we've done something before the second time, it's easier. Just it's mentally, emotionally, physically just easier. comfortable. There's just a comfort like, level. Yeah. Finding the bathroom on your first day of school, right? Like <laughs> if you know where it is in day two and you're not worried, you're going to pee your pants. It's very much like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've heard that. I've heard, I think Earl Weaver was the first one to say that. Yeah. It was you know, like that you just don't want to pee your pants. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here, okay. So yeah. You okay. are going to now give me a dissertation because I'm, this is something Mike Shore and I were having this discussion the other day and, and I don't understand it. Please explain to me, Cody Bellinger, please explain to me what 
I don't, this guy won the MVP and was like one of the great hitters in the game. I know. He doesn't seem to be hurt. It, everything seems to be healthy. He's just broken. What happened to Cody Bellinger? I, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> after he, after he hit that monster home run to basically send the Dodgers to the World Series against the Braves in 2020, he did a body slam into a teammate and destroyed his shoulder. And things have been downhill since then. Things things were starting to go downhill before that. Uh, it started, frankly, with the second half of his MVP season. He just wasn't in 19. He just wasn't as good as, but he still. He's, he pulled a Goldschmidt. Um, I do believe Goldschmidt's going to win the MVP this year, even though I agree. I think horrible, yeah. horrible in September. He built up a big enough lead, right? Like a secretariat like lead. Yes. And then just nobody could really catch him in the By end. By the way, I'm going to interrupt you just to make this point. You use secretariat correctly. On, <laughs> yes, yes. On the broadcast, I heard multiple times them talk about a comeback. They're like, oh, it's it's a comeback like secretariat. That's not what Secretariat is famous for. Secretariat is famous for building the gigantic lead at the Belmont. That's what Secretariat is. I know. I was like, 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 use Secretariat if you're going to use one of our great athletes in American history. Yeah. Use Secretariat correctly, please. Okay. Yeah. I think when I think of Secretariat, I think of somebody building an insurmountable exactly like Thank you. going out and just demoralizing the field from the from the freaking jump right like just, that's right that's just, correct you, yeah. you used it correctly continue wow i did not even know that this bad metaphor was circling i know okay. i know, okay. I know. Sec- people in the future do not use Secretariat in your comeback references. That's not what Secretariat was about. He kicked it into high gear down the stretch, but he was already freaking, you know, <laughs> anyway. Yes. So I just, he's, he has so many moving parts in the swing, but I will tell you this. He somehow pulls it together in October every year. And I yeah. did not like pinch hitting for them. For I him agree. It's okay. I get it. If you bring in Chris Taylor, I assumed I was trying to give Dave Roberts the benefit of the doubt. So I assumed Taylor was, cause he's been, he's had a neck thing and kind of been yeah. kind of been banged up all year. And I assumed he wasn't, maybe it had seized up on him or he wasn't, he wasn't available that night. So I assumed that he wasn't available when Roberts brought in uh, Barnes to pinch it for Bellinger with the game on the line. But then afterwards he said, no, he was available. I just like the fact that Barnes makes contact, you know, obviously Taylor strikes out more than for anybody in the world. Seems like, um, but Barnes is not a power hitter, and you know, I just I I didn't like it. Um, first guessing didn't like it. Second guessing didn't like it. I I I, I got to keep Cody in the lineup because of his defense. He's unbelievable at center He's field. He's a terrific defense player. That play he made the the where you turned twice in in the well, center was game. it was he incredible. Could, incredible. He could win a playoff game with your glove, and then he I don't know. He shortens his swing. He figures out. I like him in October. He, he punched a hit the other the, the at bat before he punched a hit to left, I, which is what you wanted. I I don't yeah. know, but it's but it's weird to me. This guy was the epitome. Yeah of five tools, right? He did everything. He was fast, played great yeah. defense, had a good arm, uh, was a tremendous power hitter. Uh, sure. And you just thought this guy's going to like, he won't, you know, he's, he's, he's in the trout category, right? I mean, he's like going to be one of the best players in baseball for years to come. And I mean, he had a 
like what did he what did he end up having this year? I mean, because he uh, it wasn't good. Oh uh, my god, seventy eight OPS plus. I mean, it just what the heck happened? I just I remember back when the year that he won the MVP, and it, the Dodgers had Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger, and there was a feeling within the organization that they weren't going to be able to keep both of them. That they were going to figure out who they had to pay, right? And everybody was kind of saying it was weird because Bellinger was winning the MVP, and everybody was saying no Seager. <laughs> Wow. wow. Uh, and, and it was because um, of Bellinger's swing, just having way too many moving parts. It does people, have a lot of moving parts. People just thought this is not sustainable. I don't think anyone saw this yeah. going, going forward. I well, mean, it, look, it's, they, it's they kind of solved that problem by going out and getting Mookie Betts instead um, of, I guess, giving them, giving him that money. Um, but yeah, it's, gonna it's be so fun. weird. It's so weird. The weirdest thing is that 2019 season, Bellinger, the two best players in the National League by far were yeah. Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich. And yeah. both have fallen off a cliff. Absolutely fall for reasons that are not. I mean, obviously, there is injury and there is, yeah. you know, trying to come back, but I don't understand why Christian Yelich is, is, is not the player he was. I don't understand why Cody Bellinger is. And frankly, number three in the in the MVP that year was uh Anthony Rendon, who obviously oh has had his God. own problems. I know that oh it's like a cursed year. Kento Marte was number four in the MVP voting that year, by the way. And not for nothing, that was the year Steven Strasburg was the best pitcher I saw in the in October that year. Yes, that's right. And then he got his big deal and then he blew out. I mean yeah, it's so weird. That's Just a, really, that is a cursed year. It was a weird year. But you know what? It it also it might not be that it might not be that um difficult to figure out because that was the year of the juice ball where the ball was like an obscene, absurd, you know, thing. And everybody was, you know, the balls were flying out left and right. It's the, it's the biggest home run year in baseball history. What had like 20, 20 teams set records for, for home runs in a season, the Yankees and twins both broke the overall record. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were, maybe those, those guys could really hit with, but it's still, it it's so strange, though. Yeah. It's just strange. It's really strange. Yeah. Um, All right. So tell us about the the uh, the Dodgers Padres tied at one one going yeah. to San Diego now. San Diego's got two of the next three. So sure. you know, I don't know. I've, what do you think? I've, I still think the Dodgers are going to win this series just because they won so many freaking games this year. It's like they're just sort of a machine. I don't love starting Tony Gonsolin in Game Three over Tyler Anderson. I don't understand. Tyler Anderson had like a career year and was phenomenal. And um, I don't know what he has to do to get some respect in these, in these parts, but yeah. um, Gonsolin obviously was incredible and started the all-star game. I mean, had a ERA below two for a lot of the year, but he, his arm, I mean, he, he's never thrown this many innings before he got hurt. Um, yeah, I just, the injury to me is the big, question. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're going to, they, they need to score some runs, right? I, yeah. I I think as soon as I saw that this series had no off day between games four and five, and I realized that they're going to have to throw Mike Clevenger again in game five, if there is a game five, unless they go to Darvish on short rest, which is not going to be good. No, um, no. I, I, I kind of, I was like, oh man, the, the Padres have to win this series in four if they have any chance because the Dodgers hit like hit Mike Clevenger like it's me out there pitching. I mean, it's <laughs> it it's was... batting, it's freaking batting practice. And their bullpen has been has not allowed one run yet in this postseason, I don't think. But 
they're going to have to go three days. They're going to have to use their best. What well, they're going to use Hater three days in a row. And, yeah. Well, uh, and and I, their bullpen is not that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I mean they've yeah. been incredible this postseason, but nothing about their their history suggests that this bullpen is that good. And yeah. so, you know, this, it feels like, look, you never know. It's two games. Basically it's, it's, you know, they have, they have to win two and at any point, anything can happen to, to win two games. But if you, if you figure like, what does this look like long-term, you can't imagine that bullpen really holding up the way it has. And I mean, uh, yeah, the pitching, just, the starting pitching it, Dodgers should, I, I don't know. Look, Gonsolin, if Gonsolin's healthy, I feel okay with him out there. I mean, you know, they did okay. They're going against Blake Snell again tonight. And Blake Snell to me is like the most confounding pitcher in baseball because I watch him and I'm like, this guy's nasty. And then right. every time he's at a hundred pitches in the fourth inning. Oh, fourth I, inning. I can't, I just can't, I, I'm like pulling my hair out. And obviously he knows he has this issue. Everybody knows this is a, this is an issue. Um, I just, I can't. And then he of course has his history against the Dodgers with the world series and in, in 2020 and the Kevin cash disaster, uh, pulling him out. Um, it's just, I still think the pitch count thing is utterly like you go, you, you turn on a Padres game that Blake Snell's pitching and you look in the third inning and you look up and it's like, Oh, he has 82 pitches already. Like, I mean, it's, it's like happens every every time, but, and it's every cause he, time. that's just sort of the stuff he has. He nibbles, he, he foul off a lot of pitches and um, I, I don't know. A lot of hitters and you just, you cannot do that against this lineup. You no, can't. No, no. That's why, that's why to me, I, I mean, you never know, but the way this lineup is, I kept thinking, they were going to come back and win game two, just because yeah. I'm like, you can't go through this lineup nine innings and, and keep did. getting away with this, you know, but they did. Yeah. They did. The Padres got away with it for nine innings, but you just can't think that can last. They probably, sh- I mean, the Dodgers should have won that. They had runners on, you know, they, they had won 10 on different times, right? They had runners on third base with less than two outs or less than look with no outs a couple of times. And yeah. somebody. I mean, Freddie Freeman, it's whatever it, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yes. Yeah. They, they, and the other thing is too, it's just like a weird, these, these series are super weird. Uh, the, the Astros and the Mariners and then the Padres and the Dodgers, these teams have played each other 18 times. Well, that's the year. other thing. That's right. That's right. There's the, and that's why to me, in a lot of ways, this round hasn't felt as magical as that first round because the, the matchups were so intriguing and interesting Seattle and Toronto and Cleveland and Tampa and even Philly and, and St. Louis and San Diego and the Mets. It's like, these guys don't play each other that much. There's, there's like, but now, yeah, this feels like a, a little you know, bit. Of, all their uh, tricks. And remember like back in the day, it's like, Oh, we don't want to show you know, the Dodgers <laughs> would go through New York and New York wouldn't start uh, Noah Syndergaard or something because they, right. they, they wanted to save the first look for the playoffs. <laughs> like these teams have been, they are so sick of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I the Padres have got to win today and tomorrow to take the series. There's no way they can win a game five. I'm just going to say that. I'm not saying there's no way they can win the series, but but they, I agree with you. And I, to, think, I think I think they got to win today. Them. They got to win today. They just today is a is a crucial crucial win uh, game for them. And, uh, you know, I don't think they will, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, let's go to the American League, Houston and Seattle. I'm not going to say that series is over, but it's probably over. And, and, 
I think we what we should do. Look, that Seattle team has been so much fun, and I and I yeah. I hate that it, it looks like it's coming to an end because it's been such a blast. But I think we all should just bow to Jordan Alvarez and just and just it just that's it. I mean, I I was talking, yeah, I was he's a freak. I was talking a couple of weeks ago with uh, Joey Votto, and he was talking about the same thing that all players seem to say, which is whenever anybody talks about who the best hitter in baseball is, it's Joe. Cause the only best hitter in baseball is Mike Trout and nobody else is even close. And then he said, if anybody is close, it's Jordan Alvarez. That's what he said. He said, he's the, like, as far as like, if anybody is close to the level of hitter, pure hitter, we're not talking about anything else um, to Mike Trout, it's Jordan Alvarez. And, uh, but we've seen that. Yeah, what a, what a force that guy also, is. He's just enormous. He looks like Parkman from the Major League uh, <laughs> Series. You know, he looks terrifying. I'm like, walk this man. Yes. You know, they, finally, they finally did. Uh, Houston, I know everybody hates them. Um, I don't hate them. I, I want... I want it for Dusty. That's how I feel. I get I get it. I get that people are, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. Right. It, it is actually, though, incredible that they have lost George Springer and Carlos Correa, and they haven't skipped a beat. No, like, they're better. They're better. It, it, well, their pitching is just, it's, it's way better than it was in, in 2017. Although, in their defense, 2017 was a weird the, the, the ball was also juiced and everything yes. went on with the cheating. So I can't, I mean, I sat through a world series games in Houston that were like 10 to nine and it was right. like all right. the pitch was awful. So we, we can't really know what, what would happen there, but their pitching is so nasty. Um, it's so good. Well, it's, it's amazing. Cause it's still Justin Verlander who, who actually got terrible. ripped. Yeah. Got yeah. ripped pretty good. He is not, by the way, I, you know, it's interesting. Everybody, how many millions of stories have been written about um, about uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw in the postseason? And Justin Verlander's had some amazing moments in the postseason, but he's had some bad ones too. Like he's really had some, some struggles in the postseason as well. I, I I'm like I beat that horse to death about the the playoff ace narrative and the choking and blah 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 and. So just it's just in the eye of the it's just whatever whatever narrative someone wants to craft. That's right. right. I mean, That's Verlander right. has, he took the ball in short rest last year, if I remember, and was terrible in the World Series. Not last year, but two, but two, oh, sorry, two, two years, years ago. Yep. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, that, that tie, that, that Tigers team that played the Giants, right? I mean, they, they should have won. They had Scherzer and Verlander. Oh, it was ridiculous. That whole team was, was Hall of Famers, like oh, yeah. up and down yeah. the line. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Right. So, like, it's, it's weird how. <sighs> People have selective, you know, <laughs> they do on things. Like I was like laughing. I'm like, uh, the other night when, when, uh, you Darvish and, and Clayton Kershaw both went five and gave up three earned runs. I'm like, are these aces choking or do they have to face Manny Machado and Juan Soto and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner over and over and over again? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, right. This is like, uh, you know, why don't you go up there and try to <laughs> these guys? Well, well, and there's something else that I actually was, again, having a conversation with Mike Shore about. Um, we all make a big deal, as we as we will, about, you know, a couple of, of strike calls that are called uh, balls and, and or balls that are called strikes. Right. Uh, and it happens a couple of times a game. We all see it on the score on the on the you know television. They'll have some sort of graphic that'll show us that. OK. I, because I am writing a book, 
uh, why we love baseball, which is a countdown of the greatest moments ever. I have gone back and looked at a lot of the greatest moments in baseball history. And I got to tell you, everyone, not everyone, now pretty close to everyone of those great pitching performances that you see, that you can see on YouTube and you can watch, you watch them and you're like, they're giving him six inches outside the zone. Like, I mean, it's not, everybody points to that yeah. famous, to the famous Levon Hernandez game or whatever, but it's like, I I'm one of the big moments in mind is probably going to be the Pedro game in, in uh, against the Yankees where he was incredible. And then you watch the game and you're like, yeah, he's incredible, but nobody can hit Pedro Martinez when he's six inches outside the zone and they're calling it a strike. And this is Kerry Woods. 20 strikeout game was like, I don't know how many of those balls were, were strikes, but I mean, it was a, at least a dozen of them that were, that were strikes. And so, you know, as bad as we can think umpiring is now, if those guys, like if you gave Clayton Kershaw or you Darvish that much zone, like what Greg Maddox used to get Forget unhittable, it. utterly unhittable. And also there's just like with Kershaw in particular, so many of his earned, and is he all right? He, look, he hasn't been as good as in the regular season. Obviously he's facing stiffer competition, but he hasn't and been it's as late good. in the year. But, his arm is, is, yeah, I mean, he's tired. Sure. Of course he is. But a lot of those, but a lot of those runs that, that earn runs, he was charged were actually given up by relievers who came exactly in. Exactly right. Exactly and so right. it also changes the narrative and is weird. It's like, Oh, you, you go from like, uh, seven innings or, or six and two thirds and one run to six and two thirds and four run, you know, because somebody screwed absolutely, up. absolutely like, couldn't somebody couldn't strike well, when, out. When Robbie Wright. Ray came in the other day and gave up the bomb yeah. to Jordan Alvarez, Paul Seawald got two of those runs. Like, you know, suddenly you're like, Oh, Seawald pitched terrible. It's like, no, he didn't get to pitch to, to the guy that, uh, that mattered in that game. Yeah. So, so we're not making excuses for the aces or, or no, whatever. We're no. just saying like, it, it's a weird, like I, Luis Castillo, by the way, in my mind has been the best pitcher so far I, that I've seen in, in October. I don't see anybody he ever. Gave up freaking, he gave up the, the game winning home run to Alvarez. And the, yeah. does that mean he sucks? No, he's out there. And the, what? No, the nobody can pitch to Alvarez. Nobody can pitch that guy. All right. Okay. So Astros are probably going to win. So let's talk about Cleveland and New York. Uh, or a freaking run what is going on here i mean I no guess no the answer is no oh god yeah look that cleveland team is so wonderful and so fun it's such a great story and let they got great pitching so you never know how this thing will play out but you, you see that lineup you tell me how i mean if if, if jose ramirez is not at the plate how does right. that team score any runs you know i mean i, mean, I like, love steven kwan as much yeah. as anybody but you know, Stephen Kwan and Miles Straw and, and uh, you know, Josh Naylor, these guys are just not going to score a ton of runs for you. The plan is Stephen Kwan somehow gets a bloop because he makes contact, doesn't right. swing and gets on base, and then and Ramirez hits a home run. That's it. That's the deal, right. That's right. Or he, or he steals a base and Ramirez singles him in or something like that. We have set the GPS. We know how we're getting to the, to the next round. Can we do it? You know? I, yeah. I, and, and if you score two runs, you, you, you make that hold up. That's basically what their, their plan is. And that's super tough against the Yankees, just because they're going to hit home runs. They're just going to pop a few out and, and there's really kind of no, it's, it's super hard to, you know, when they were the other, the other day, they, they did a decent job with, uh, with Aaron judge 
But, you know, then then somebody else on that team, it's going to be Rizzo or somebody, is just going to hit the home run that's going to win the game. And it's like, that's that's the problem. That's why I, I agree with you. I like I don't like the Yankees team as much as I like Houston, Atlanta, or L.A. I just don't think they're anywhere near as deep as any of those teams. But they've got the long ball, so so you never know. You know, that's that's the deal. They have too many moving parts. Like, well, you know, Matt Carpenter, Matt Carpenter hasn't played all year or nope. half year he's on the lineup. They're sending DJ LeMahieu, like, to Cleveland in the hopes that – Maybe uh, he can play. Oh, yeah, nobody even knows. Yeah. Yes, it's like there's just – there's too many – you know, like yeah, – these, these, these are not, like, fringe guys. These are guys who – are germane to their ability to, you know, their offense. Right. So absolutely. Well, this year for sure. I mean, Matt Carpenter wasn't even on the team, like, was, like wasn't even in baseball essentially he just comes in and is like a superstar and then yeah. gets hurt. And, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're counting on him to at some point uh, during these playoffs, come back and not only come back, but be Matt Carpenter of, of this year, not Matt Carpenter of the last five years. You know I mean? It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a wild, team but i i just it's I, the Yankees are going to win this series it's, i just very, think it's going to be tough for cleveland to just score enough runs to win the series i think either you know nl series well it's easy to say because they're both tied one to one but it seems like either nl the nl series could go either way but these al series it just seems like we're on a the yankees astros collision course i think so and you know what they were the two best teams so i mean maybe that's the way it should be and and frankly it should be the dodgers in atlanta i mean they're the two best teams so yeah. so it, it will be interesting if we go through all of these playoffs and have a lot of fun but then at the end of the day it's the four best teams anyway and and then you know maybe maybe the two best teams end up playing in the world series just like like it was 1964 or something you know it just it's it's uh, it'll be very interesting so all right well this is uh, now we will you know what we should do this again like next week yeah, we should we do this all the time during we'll the playoffs right all the, time, all the time is there anything else, any other bold predictions you want to make about well i don't think at this point saying jordan alvarez is going to be the freaking lcs mvp <laughs> prediction but I don't think so. I mean, I think I think we should we 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 meet again after these this series is over and and make some bold predictions for the uh, for the championship series because I don't think there's a whole lot. I think one thing we should just briefly mention is that um, uh, one of the one of the great relievers in baseball history, uh, Bruce Suter, passed away uh, just uh, today. I guess he just passed away, and uh, and you know we've. It always, every time a, a Hall of Famer uh, dies, I just feel this this small break from history, you know? And we've had a bunch of them die in the last three, four years. It's just been a, an astonishing array of it. And and it just feels like when baseball, uh, uh, baseball history is so important, you know? It's like when when somebody in the NBA or NFL die. I mean, if it's Bill Russell, it's a different thing. But somebody of like equal, uh, you know, to Bruce Suter or somebody dies in the NBA or NFL, it's sad. Everybody feels sad. But you don't feel like there's like this break from the past. Bruce Suter like represented a whole different kind of bullpen, a whole different kind of relief pitching. And uh, anyway, I think rest, he was, in, rest in peace. Yeah, I think he was the first. First pitcher, and I'm I could be wrong, but I think he was the first pitcher elected to the Hall of Fame who never started a game. That's Am right. I, That's right. Okay. It was the first a lot of things. I mean, you know, he really popularized the split finger fastball. I mean, he didn't invent it, but he he was the first to to do it. 
you know, hugely successfully won a Cy Young when he's with the Cubs and he went with the Cardinals and, and, uh, you know, was, you know, was, was terrific. And, um, anyway, just, just a couple of words about, uh, about, uh, uh, Bruce Suter. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're doing this again soon. So, uh, so tune in. So Molly, as always, thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks.